Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Better Pop Network. I am finally back for Vanderpump Rules recap on this. I think it's going to be released on Tuesday evening now. Yes. One day, one day later. It's gonna, you guys got to wait. You guys got to wait for it. But that's because we're going to be releasing Summer House on Monday nights. So make sure you guys are subscribed to listen to that. You can subscribe on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. So make sure you guys do that. I missed you, Eddie. It's good to have you back. I'm so happy to be back. Vanderpump Rules, low-key. I've, like, I've hated that I haven't been able to do it because I feel like I've had so much to talk about. I'm not going to talk about it now because I will literally go on a rant for, like, 10 minutes about how <laughs> I'm kind of Team Lala, and which is so bad, but I have reasons. We talked about that a little bit on This Week in Bravo. We did. We did. Just a tad we bit. We touched on it. We touched. Which, of course, is on Patreon only. Which, before we before we get into the recap today, let's let everyone know about the Patreon, because that's kind of a new thing. Um, so you can find it at patreon.com backslash hot and bravo and it's basically this place where we create exclusive content for you and provide, like, super cool things and, like, benefits if you subscribe. And it's... Really, really nice if you subscribe. It means so much. We have some people getting all the goods right now because we do everything from like This Week in Bravo. Sometimes uh, we do our Reality Rewind where we go back and do old Bravo shows. And all it takes is like $2 a month and you'll get at least those six podcasts per week, including This Week in Bravo and our Reality Rewind. Which we are currently covering Vanderpump Rules season two, which has weird like mirrors to the current season. So if you guys want to like hear what is like similar between the two, just like subscribe, check it out. And I would argue it's the greatest season of reality TV history. So according to Armin, I have (laughs) other thoughts, Um, but you'll also get like this invite to this Facebook group that we have. And we're going to be doing like monthly interactive live shows, which I'm so excited about. So you guys can interact I can talk to you like IRL, like not IRL because there's a computer screen, but like <laughs> live. But it's live it's and It's like semi-live. Like, no, I mean, it's 100% live. I mean, it's live, but like I'm not there. So it's well, like. Well, it's live online. It's I'm going to be feed. live online. <laughs> you can ask any questions. You, you can, can ask a- anything. You can confuse me with live online and like what that whole situation is <laughs> about. But also you can get 10% off of our merchandise. So that's included in that tier. So like basically we have these amazing new hats. One says all about the pasta, all about the pasta, not, not about the, not about the pasta. No. Cause we're all about the, pasta. we're all about the pasta here. And then we have these other ones that say morally corrupt and they are so cute. And those ones, the morally corrupt ones are pink. All about the pasta is black. I have them both. I bought them. I bought them because I support us, but it's just really cool. There's more benefits for, if you want to pay more, we've got some subscribers already. Check it out. It's legit. Now back to Vanderpump Rules. At patreon.com backslash hot and bravoed. There we go. So back to VPR because this is about two other guys starting their own business. And that is <laughs> Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz. Eddie Arman doesn't have the same ring to it. Uh, no. What would we? No. Edmund? We're not, why would we even open a restaurant? I have no <laughs> restaurant experience. No, I'm, but if we named the podcast after us, no. Edmund, that's not good. No. Because I'm going to do a full takeover one day and I need the name to be Eddie Estrada. No, I'm joking, Armin. Armin is the... E.E. E.E. 7. No, I'm joking. Uh, Tom Tom is clean. 
Tom Tom is super clean. It's a great name. I and it's very clean inside. We've been. We have been. It has an A rating from the from the National Food Health Critic. What what who does it? FDA. Does the F- FDA do those I checks? I have zero idea. It's, it's the health inspection. Yeah. The health inspector comes in, makes sure that there's no rats and cockroaches and other things that have to be up to par, up to par, and then you could get an A rating. So they I do mean, have an A rating, I guess. I don't know. They're fantastic. That's, that's unverified. Eddie knows this. Apparently. I have zero idea. Um, but the TomTom opening looked really fun. Kristen keeps playing up that her and Lisa are going to be best friends. I have zero idea why she's doing this unless her and Lisa get into a huge fight at the end of the season. I feel like she's being like overexcited about this relationship because something terrible is going to happen. Oh, that's interesting that you say that because I was, I was just thinking it's Kristen being extra or whatever, but maybe you're right. Maybe they are building this narrative. Cause she's so low key about it on screen. Like when they're actually filming, she's like, Oh yeah, me and Lisa met like, ha ha ha. And then in her confessional, she's like, me and Lisa are going to be best friends. I feel like next and, year, um, yeah, it's I'm going to be Villa Rosa feeding the ponies. Like I'm like, okay, they're they're like leading up for something to right. go down, like playing it up. So then the fall is that much harder. That's what I think. Okay. So everyone, I dig that theory. I mean, dude, I get I get reality TV now. Like I understand it. <laughs> I'm on this like other dimension. Uh, You're galaxy braining reality. I'm TV galaxy right braining now. reality TV. I'm that meme IRL. <laughs> I could see like the things shooting out of your brain. That's literally what's happening. I'm I'm literally that Charlie Day like. um, (laughs) Oh yeah, you have all the conspiracy theories on your. That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always me on this uh, podcast. I always have like the craziest conspiracy. That's true. Yeah. Um, but no, everyone's at Tom Tom for the grand opening, and I love how Brittany's not supposed to be drinking. Like the doctor was like, you cannot have alcohol. And she's like, okay. So she takes it as she can't have anything like mixed drinks wise, spicy, spicy and sugary drinks. And I get that because the doctor emphasized acidity. So she's thinking if I just go, you know, clean tequila, tequila, just tequila, chilled, chilled, then I'm good to go. That's what I had at Tom Tom. And maybe she's right. Yeah, you did, and it was delicious. It was great. It was. Um, but I'm 100% Brittany when a doctor tells me not to drink on medicine. I'm either like, okay, so I'm starting the medicine after my trip. Right. Or I'm like going to bend the rules a little bit. I used to in college, this is so bad. I do not recommend this to anyone. This is something I used to do with my roommate, um, Andrew Blanc, when we lived together. This was my junior year of college. Like, on days I was sick, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to go to school, just because, like, I wouldn't be able to physically go. Um, we, I would make him take a shot with me, and the, for the vodka to clean out, uh-huh. the, clean out the sickness, and then make a screwdriver, because it has OJ to give me vitamin C. So by, like, <laughs> by literally, like, 10, 30, 11 a.m., me and my roommate are wasted. And, and were I'm you sick. better? Did it work? Honestly, it worked. I was usually ready to go out that night. Yeah, what... <laughs> That couldn't, couldn't make it to school, still went out to a party. So I totally get Brittany like still yeah. like drinking tequila. And Jax is like, I'm so worried about her health. I want to make sure she can have babies. Like, bitch, weren't she sure in steroids like four seasons ago? <laughs> like, so, so concerned now. I mean, I get why he's concerned. Like, there's been like sickness in his family. There's been death from sickness. I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying, Jax, chill your real. 
because Brittany needed to drink. You guys are going to Mexico. At least she was sticking to tequila. She was like getting her stomach coated and ready with tequila right. for the tequila to come. Like that's you got to prep. Yeah, I get, I get Raise her. That I get her like plan. I get her mindset. It's very weird to see Jax being, you know, Mister Goody Two Shoes. He doesn't even want to go on the trip because he is like, we got to plan this engagement party. And it's like, dude, it's planning an engagement party. It's not that hard. And Jax's idea of planning the engagement party is like, let's not get flowers. Let's not buy this. Let's not buy that. So his whole planning is to not plan anyway. I mean, so you might as well go. I think he just doesn't want to spend money on the Mexico trip. He also Uh, needs to stay home to work an extra couple shifts at Sir plus Lyft and Uber to pay for this engagement. Plus he's launching just at X. And that Mima, gross Mima beer cheese. You don't know it's gross. You haven't tried it yet. I'm just saying. Mama's beer cheese. It's Mima? Right. No, it's Mama. Is it Mama? It's Mama. You call her Mima. Do I call her Mima? Yeah. I think that's from like Hannah Montana. Like Mima. Is Mima uh, I think Mima's Hannah Montana's grandma. Oh, okay. Which is a complete, like, that's so fair that I can mix those up. It's not fair, but I'll give it to you. I, I grew up watching Hannah Montana and so did our listeners for them, some of them. <laughs> I mean, the Tom Tom opening looks really fun. And of course, Lisa is so pleased when the boys show up <laughs> in the motorcycle. I T- was, Typical extra Sandoval. He is so extra. Yeah, but I was dying that he forgot to put gas. They had to literally walk the motorcycle to the gas station. I was dying over that. That was hilarious. It, it really was just like vintage Sandoval and Schwartz, like down to Schwartz's like reaction to seeing the motorcycle for the first time. Schwartz riding in the sidecar. That is the most Schwartz thing to do. Sandoval spending $18,000 for just one grand entrance. Like we could get into it later in the podcast, but like Sandoval has seemingly bought every item known to man for every possible occasion known to man. Like he has flippers, he has he has a he has a case for his hats. Okay, but a hat to, case to, is okay. I'm defending him right now. Do, are you going to defend a hat case? I've never yes, heard of this. I have. So my, my like, there's really expensive, nice hats that you can get. It's not just like a baseball cap. Like throw it in. Wear the hat. He no. Wear the hat. If it doesn't go with the outfit, why wear it on the plane? They're being on, you're on a plane. You're on camera, Armin. You don't think of it in this thing. Okay. You don't understand. It's not just like a baseball cap. It's a nice hat that he doesn't want bent, ruined, sitting out on a plane, could be dinged, can like Okay, fair. I'm not a hat guy, so I don't know. But can you admit that Sandoval seemingly has like every item known to man? Why not? I mean, when I I was watching him pack for Mexico, I was like, throwback to me. When I literally packed boots to go to Mexico, who the hell would need boots he has beach. little swimming shoes. I also went to Puerto Vallarta a month ago. I brought everything that I didn't need. I was there. Did you have a hat case? No, because I didn't bring my cowboy hat. Did but you... if I had the nice cowboy hat, I'd bring it in a hat case. Did you have swimming shoes? Yes, I ha- well, I had flip-flops. I don't wear swim shoes. Sandoval does. That's but... what I'm saying. He owns everything. Like, what does Sandoval not own? I think the only thing he doesn't own is a working microwave. Because the, <laughs> the AC has to be off for his microwave to work. Okay. Although now they did buy they a buy house. A ho- so. They bought a house. So, so he, he does have so, a So you know what? He has now. money and he's not stupid about it. I defend Sandoval. <laughs> I get Sandoval's frame of mind. I just, I feel Ariana on this. That like for literally one moment, you're going to spend $18,000. It's a little much. Okay, that was excessive. But that's what defines Sandoval. I, I mean, mean, I love Lisa loved it. it. Lisa loved that touch. It's great. 
She was very happy. And she rode away in. I'm not hating. I'm just hating. I know. (laughs) So the Tom Tom opening was great. Everyone had a great time. And now everyone is getting ready to go to Mexico. They're going to Puerto Vallarta. Yes. Which I literally was in a month ago. I was off of some podcasts because I was in Mexico. Yeah. We missed you. Uh, yeah, I missed you guys too. We haven't talked about the Lisa Lala thing, by the way. Yeah, which also happened at the Tom Tom opening. So right. Lisa confronted Lala about the situation that happened in the previous episode with Billy and James and Raquel and the screaming and the Bambi died bitch and <laughs> Billy's no personality. But. <laughs> Basically, Lala lies to Lisa and is like, yeah, no, I said my piece. It was good. Like, it was off to the side. It wasn't, like, in it. And Lisa's like, this is not what I heard at all. Right. And so she calls Sheena over to ask Sheena the situation. And she's like, oh, well, it was an entertaining night if I ever saw one. And Lisa's like, explain. And basically, Sheena, like, busts Lala's lies. And Lala's giving her these death eyes, like, girl, girl, girl. You like, better not. Do you want to get Billy lead? Yeah. I don't think Lala would ever Sheena, Billy Lee Sheena, but she was pissed. And I mean, like, does Lala really not think that Lisa's gonna, not going to be able to see, like, this? It's like surviving the moment and then dealing with the consequences later. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Because clearly. you know, like, nine months later, Lisa's not going to care as much. She's going to be like, oh, that's what really happened? Okay, I mean, we've moved on since then. A lot's happened since then, whatever. That's like the lesson that James hasn't learned is to like get out of the situation in the moment and then you could deal with the shit at the reunion. Like, I mean, I guess James doesn't really have an option because everyone rats on him. James is like, yeah, James has major issues, which we'll get into. Like Lisa really had to poke and prod to get that info. Yeah, I mean... Because she wasn't believing James. And then Sheena was kind of downplaying it she downplayed it a little bit but she does reveal to lisa that james was actually like super chill and wasn't crazy and lisa feels bad but even lala admitted it yeah even lala admitted it but like like i said i said this to you in person because i wasn't on the pod but i was like it's boy cried wolf like dudes had his chances he's clearly made a reputation for himself so much so that the fact that lisa doesn't even believe him when he's telling the truth that he was like a chill person and wasn't like lashing out which I think is so disheartening because I feel bad. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you brought this on yourself. Yeah. And the inverse is that Lala has built up so much equity that honestly, even if she did own up to it to Lisa and and said, you know what? Yeah. I blew up at your restaurant and I called Raquel a Bambi eyed bitch. And I said that I thought you were dumb before my dad died, told James that the best thing he ever did in his life was have sex with me. If she just owned up to all of it, I don't think she gets fired. And I think Lisa would probably honestly understand because Lisa's at this point lost her brother. He's, mm-hmm. he's died as well. And she's going through a grieving process too. And I think so she's, she, could she understands yeah. that, you know, sometimes it hurts too much. And I think that's what happened with Lala. And I mean, I, I, yeah, it was a really bad look that she blew up. But in the moment, she was probably so frustrated and furious that even someone would even bring up her father. You know? Right, right. Like, like, Lisa has a red line, though, as she said in this episode. 
fighting in my restaurant is non-negotiable. Now, she will forgive once, maybe twice, but at a certain point, you would get fired. Yeah. That's how Kristen got fired. I mean, right? Kristen Talking also, back to the manager. Yeah, but remember Kristen that? Kristen also said, suck my dick to a manager. Like, right. like Lala's fighting Billy, who probably won't even be on next season. I get that. I hope. But I do think I do Lisa like has Billy. a legitimate red line where she's like, look, you cross that, you're done. Yeah. Fight in the parking lot. That's cool. That's great. That's great for the show. It's great for the ratings. Take it out back. Don't do it inside And I, I loved what Lala restaurant. said. She's like, I should have dragged those bitches' asses out to the back. Exactly. And really them what's exactly. That's the Lala I want to see. I'm, I wish someone would meet her energy, match her energy as her foil on Vanderpump Rules so some f- punches were thrown at a reunion. The I only, want someone to hop up out of the chat reunion and lunge. The only person who has ever matched her energy, arguably, is James. But that's that's but they, a, they can't fight. It's problematic. Yeah, yeah, no, not physically. I just mean like verbally. Oh no, I want I want this. I want Lala to take her earrings she's, out. She's and in a hoe. She's in too good with the rest of the girls. Yeah, except for Billy Lee. That's the one person. But is Billy Lee even going to be at the reunion? Let's hope Raquel is. I just don't think Raquel is confrontational like no, that. No, she's not. She has like half a thing going up in her brain, like. <laughs> But I really loved when she was basically like, James, I really need you to like not be a bad person so that you can like make friends for me because I have no personality myself. And I really need you to make friends for me because this show is all I've got. I think you're being unfair to Raquel. Sonoma Raquel. As I mean, you said, she, she graduated with my sister. They went to the same college from the same major. The and same didn't you year. say it was a difficult major to attain? I mean, it's kinesiology. It's sports kinesiology. Med. It's tough. She could be good at school. You can be school. She can't be totally empty-headed. I, it's just she got no personality. <laughs> Eddie, stop it. Whatever. Whatever. I'm ready to fight a hoe. <laughs> um, gonna be you know new. who else is ready to fight? Katie. Katie and Schwartz. We should talk about this. Okay. So throughout the episode, seeds were being planted that Katie's feeling excluded. She's feeling unwanted. She's feel, feeling unloved because Schwartz has been super busy over the last few which months. Which is fair. Which is fair. And she just hasn't seen enough of him as he's been opening up TomTom. And it all came to a head during the flight, really. Right? On the way. No, yeah. Yeah. That's really when all the shit went down. I mean, she was peeved earlier on the episode. Um, but, but nothing that they would have gotten past. But right, Th- this really sent her over the edge because Schwartz got himself a first class seat, and Katie was left behind in uh, coach, and she was not happy about that. In all, in full defense of Katie, though, if okay, if my husband got upgraded and either a didn't upgrade me as well. Or be like, make some kind of like, like some kind of situation. Like, yeah, she said trade me. That was never going to happen. But like, why would you only upgrade yourself? I will admit, Schwartz is being a little neglectful. Would you, would you, okay, let me put it in this thing. Yeah. Even if you and Kameli went on a flight and you were given the opportunity to sit first class, free upgrade, no charge, but Camille still had to sit and coach. Would you? I wouldn't take it. No. See, I would either let her do person. it or I, I would go back. Yeah, I'm telling you, Katie I really has would. every single right to be peeved. 
I mean, sometimes, sometimes Shanna will upgrade herself and be like in business class and I'll be alone, but we don't always sit together anyways. So it's fine. And usually I'm watching a movie, but like, but that's not someone I'm like romantically entangled with. Right. Now, what do you think about these rage texts? So the rage texts. She texts Schwartz. You only care about yourself. Apparently, this speaks to bigger problems in their relationships. And there was a bunch of other things. I couldn't jot them all down. But she was just shitting on Schwartz for being a selfish person. Are those justified? I mean, I would sure as hell be rage texting on the plane. Be like, you fucking asshole. Like, I cannot believe <laughs> you. you. Like, I would be so pissed. This, I, I'm, this is the you, return of Tequila Katie, No, Eddie. honestly, that's the thing. Is she's probably had a couple drinks. She's with Stassi. Oh, we know She's, she had a couple drinks. Yeah. We saw them. We yeah. saw her having them on the flight. Oh, my God. If I was drunk and like I had my phone and I had go-go in-flight Wi-Fi on that Delta flight to Puerto Vallarta, figuring it out, I'd be like, I'd be texting away, hating the haters. It's funny because... You know I'm, not, you know I'm a fan of a rage text. You know I literally rage text people... <laughs> Well, I, not anymore, but I was the biggest, remember, I yeah, would I be like. I thought you were better about that. I, I have gotten a lot better, but just saying that if the situation arises, you know, I'm not a fan. I'm like a fan of like, you're the worst person in the entire world. Never speak to me again. Like, I can't believe like I ever like. But this is husband and wife. This isn't a friend who's wronged you. This is a relationship. This is like a partnership. Yeah. So you should have been a partner. When you freaking got the seat. The rage texts are deserved. Let me get my anger out. It's funny because since the wedding, they have been supposedly like the great example of a marriage, right? I mean, we did have the rumor last season that Schwartz made out with a girl, but they overcame that really easily. It was it actually turned out to be totally nothing. Right? I mean, we don't know if it was true or not. Your man made out with my friend. Yeah. Your your man made out with my friend. Nothing came of it. It it wasn't even narrative. Katie shot it down. Since then, everything has been seemingly, you know, picture perfect. But this kind of shows that there is still a lot of problems between them. Because this wouldn't just happen out of the blue. The fact that she did text Schwartz saying, like, this speaks to bigger problems. What are those bigger problems? We haven't been seeing that them on the show. That she's been neglected by him because of the... I'm just saying we haven't been seeing it over the course of 15 But she episodes. did explain that she's been neglected. And I think those are the, these are those feelings coming up. They're about to get super busy with TomTom. Lisa was like, take one more vacation. Celebrate TomTom before you have to dive into work again. Katie took that as, this is going to be a great time for me and Bubba to spend time with our friends, but also spend time with each other because we haven't been able to spend that time in a very long time. So when he starts the trip off, separating himself from her, that's him signaling to her, yo, we are on our own this trip. We're going to just have a good time. This isn't an us trip. This is a group trip. Let's talk about the argument in the suite. And actually, before they even get into the suite, Schwartz goes to check in and he's like, all right, yeah, uh, room for Schwartz. He gets it. And Katie's like, oh, yeah, room for Schwartz, huh? And then he's like, well, Schwartz, where are the Schwartzes? And then she's like, no, I'm just Maloney. So you could tell she is pissed off. They get into the suite and they just start firing insults back at each other. She's like, you haven't been paying attention to me. And... Tom is like denying, denying, denying. Like, no, what are you talking about? We spent every day with each other. Um, 
so I don't know what you're saying. And Katie's like, you're right, you're right. You stick up for your friends, but you never stick up for your wife. And at one point, Katie says, all I need you to do is listen. And this this was cringy. Ooh, yeah, it was really cringeworthy, um, especially if you like Schwartz. So he says, the problem is, I don't like the sound of your voice. And anyway, they just start hurling even more insults back at each other. She says that he has a pathetic brain. And then he says... With nice that, green pants. I loved that, dig at And she, she was like, nice gr-. Like, really? Schwartz says, you have the EQ of a 14-year-old. Like, these are really low blows. Like, this... To me, that that points to like deep seated resentment, and then uh, she calls him a shitty husband, and then Schwartz says, "You try being with a shitty fucking wife for seven years," and that's where the episode ends. To be continued, Eddie. This is hardcore. Like this is not a normal fight. I don't think they hate each other. You were like, I'm not saying down, you're no. like there's resentment. Resentment is different from hate. Hate's a strong word. You could resent someone you love. I know, but I think Katie's very hurt. And this is what I'm going to say. I think Katie's very hurt and very frustrated with Schwartz because Schwartz is kind of that go free, go carefree, carefree, happy go lucky guy, carefree guy. I was like mixing up the Zanes, but he's giving so much of himself to everyone else. He gives him so much to his friends, so much to Sandoval, so much to Lisa, so much to the group. And she's not getting too much of Schwartz. And that's what she's upset about. And that's could, what she's trying to say. Yeah. And I think Schwartz perceives that as her being needy because his like way of being emotional with her is different. His way of loving her is different. It's, you know, seeing her every day and like spending every day with He's her. He's more go with the flow. Yeah. She needs a little bit more TLC. And I think mm-hmm. that's what she's craving. And that's where this fight is coming from. Actually, you could kind of see what you were describing at the Tom Tom opening where people were pulling Tom in all these different directions and you and you see him go in all the different directions, trying to please everyone at once. Someone saying, "Tom, over here! Hey, Tom, come take a shot with me over there! Hey, look over here!" And you see Shorts; he is doing a great job. Yeah. They're all vying for his attention, and Tom is juggling it like a master. But there was Katie. You noticed her, right? Yeah. On his left side, and she's like tugging at his arm, trying to show him a picture, and he won't look at her. Because it's almost like, I don't know, but it's almost like he takes her for granted. Because she is his wife, she will be there at the end of the day, and there's all these other people that he doesn't, he doesn't see as often. And so in the moment, he is trying to make sure that they are feeling loved because this is the one moment they get with Tom Schwartz in you know however many months. But Katie will be there at the end of the day. Does yeah. that make sense? No, that 100% makes sense, which is, I think, why she's so upset with him. And that's what he doesn't get. But isn't it valid that in this moment, that's the biggest moment of your career, Schwartz should be expected to be present for a lot of other people and yeah. not just Katie? No, I do. But I also think that he needs to look at who's been there since day one, which has been his wife. And I think he needs to, you know... He can't show take her, her for granted. He in can't that take moment. her for granted. Yeah. He needs to show her that he still cares about her, even though he's giving so much of himself to other people. Whether it be a small gesture like giving upgrading her for first class, right? Or, or in that moment, or I felt like saying, it would have been super easy to just look at the photo that she was trying to show him. Right? Wasn't she yeah. like, 
Bubba, look at this photo. Like, look at this. It's like, so beautiful. Guys, just one second. Yeah. Just take a take a second for her. That's right. all she wants. Three seconds. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's gorgeous. So I, I get why Katie's upset, and it kind of makes me mad that Schwartz isn't seeing this because. I know a lot of people are going to be well, like, Well, she does no. have the EQ of a 14-year-old. Well, okay. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> but like, I, I do think people like listening, and I think people listening to this podcast for sure are probably going to be like, oh no, she's just like a, a like a resentful bitch. Like she's just no, angry. No, no, But no. I don't think that's what it is. I think she's really just feels very lost in the relationship. I feel like she doesn't get as much of Schwartz anymore, which is, which is hard because she had so much of him for so long and now he's been sliced out of, thousand different ways because you know he's tom schwartz now he's part of tom tom he's almost bigger than her and i feel like she's kind of now retreating into a shadow and that's really hard for her yeah and it's not only is she retreating into a shadow he's he doesn't have any of him himself to give besides the shadow like she just feels like she's only getting you know rebound schwartz almost like he's giving so much and he comes back and gives her half and for years, the career imbalance was always tilted the other way. Yeah. Because Katie had the steady job and she launched her own website and Schwartz was out of work for years. Yeah. He had no job. And the narrative, the storyline of the show was always Schwartz needs to get a job. He needs to become an adult. And now maybe she is needing to adjust to this new world where Schwartz is not only an adult, but he's a business owner. And maybe Schwartz needs to find a little bit more work-life balance. Yes. I think we need to give Katie a little bit more credit because I can understand completely where she's coming from. Was I coming across like anti-Katie? No. Okay. I was just, I've seen a lot of anti-Katie stuff on the internet and I think it's unwarranted. There was a little scene, by the way, between Lisa and James. I don't know if we need to get into that. I mean, my only thing I'm going to say about the Lisa James thing is because I'm no expert, but... um. I do think for someone who's trying to prove that alcohol doesn't control his life and that he can function outside of this drinking world, shouldn't be showing up to shooting or meeting with your former boss and mentor, someone who's trying to get you into sobriety drunk. I think Was he drunk? She asked him, how many, did you have a beer? Like, I mean, he, he she, had one beer. Yeah. But like, you can tell when James is lit. You can see it in his eyes and you can see it in his face and you can tell by the way he's speaking. And he was definitely not 100% sober in this conversation because she's got really gone out of her way. But if he keeps screwing up, the cast clearly is trying to ice James out of the show. That is very apparent of what they're trying to do. And they've succeeded. And I, they pretty much have succeeded. I could, I could see, I could honestly see James not coming back next season. And they're and like I think it's likely he does not come back. I mean, no James, and that would lose Raquel and Billy because what storyline do they have without James? James, his only connection to the show is Sandoval and Ariana, and that's not enough. It's just not enough. What we're only going to get James, Ariana, Sandoval scenes for for James going forward? That's just. I mean, it doesn't I, work. I think what ideally this works is a group dynamic. I think what would be best is. We see a fresh cast of young people at Lisa's Cocktail Garden in mm. Vegas, which opens next week. DJ James Kennedy. No, he doesn't deserve to be there. <laughs> um, but, I mean, who knows? Maybe they will put him there. That's they what I'm saying. They possibly could. I think some continuity would be good. I'm thinking they send Sheena there. 
send them both. I think, and actually, they they would do well. They kind of like each other. They're okay. And maybe Adam too. Maybe Adam will join them. But I would like, and I would like Vanderpump Rules to kind of focus on this cast, this group, this family, as they're kind of progressing into this new phase of life, and then do Vanderpump Rules Las Vegas as like this young, fresh drama, high, crazy old Vanderpump Rules. You know, you know how I feel about reality TV in Vegas. I think it's gold. Real world Vegas. Yeah, you have to this day. To this day, one of the best seasons of reality TV. And I said it before and I say it again. Attention, everyone. I will be going to Vegas May 31st. I'm going to go see Gaga that weekend. And that night, I will be at Vanderpump Garden. If you want to see Eddie. No, no. I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm going to come back with a full report. Please do not stalk me. (laughs) I mean, do we cover it all? I think we covered it all. All right. We mentioned it all. We mentioned it all. All right, everyone, please make sure you guys don't miss a single Vanderpump Rules recap because I'm back now and I ain't going anywhere. So make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. Follow us on Twitter by searching Hot and Bravoed. Follow me by searching at Eddie underscore Strata. You can follow me at Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you guys check out our patreon.com backslash Hot and Bravoed so you can get our reality rewind Vanderpump Rules season two, which has been so much fun to do. New episodes weekly. And we'll see you guys next week.